0: language really matters. So let me be clear here. Masculinity is not toxic. Welcome to the Sensuality Academy podcast, where I share tangible techniques to help you embody your femininity, enhance your sex life, and elevate your relationships. I'm your host, Eleanor Hadley, sensuality coach and founder of Sensual Yoga. Now, let's unleash your inner sensualista. Hello, my loves, and welcome to episode 29 of the Sensuality Academy podcast. Today, we're going to be exploring feminism, but from an angle that you may not have considered before. We're also going to explore masculinity and why it's actually not toxic, despite what we've been led to believe. In the past couple of years, I've written a few pieces for my old website about what I call masculine feminism. Today, I'm going to share with you what I mean by that term. Firstly, I'm a feminist. And secondly, I'm a feminist who loves men. Let's start with the first point, being a feminist. I want to ask you, what images conjure up in your head when you hear the word feminist? Do you yourself identify as a feminist? And why or why not? I've identified as a feminist for years now, and still I get many people groaning or rolling their eyes at the notion of feminism and why I would identify as such. And this is because feminism has gotten a really bad reputation for being quite aggressive towards men in some spaces. Many people often find feminism confusing because they assume that by using a term that is akin to the word feminine, that it somehow means that the purpose of feminism is to try and prove that women are better than men. I can't count how many times in my life I've had to explain to people that feminism really just refers to the goal of women being treated as equals with men. It's not about man-hating, as so many people, men and women alike, tend to view it. However, I'm not really surprised that this is how it can be viewed by a lot of people, because certain waves of feminism have taken a rather aggressive approach to the issue, And this is something that has really impacted why people don't actually identify as feminists nowadays. And I believe that the problem with feminism up until this point has been this fixation on proving that women are capable of doing exactly what men can do and that we can show up in traditionally masculine roles. Now, of course, it's totally true. Women are just humans. And So we're all capable of the same things, but there's this fixation on so-called equality, which has led to a very, very masculine take on feminism to the point where feminism is essentially missing any sense or respect of femininity. Now, before I go on, I want to talk about the idea of masculine and feminine energies, so we all have different energies at play within us and they manifest via different qualities and behaviors. It's really, really important that we recognize that everybody, regardless of their biological sex or which gender they identify as, has both the masculine and feminine energies within them and everything in between. One may be more prominent than the other in a, spe- in a certain person, but when I refer to these energetic qualities, I don't simply mean to say masculine equals male and feminine equals female, because that really, really oversimplifies us as humans. We've got sex, gender, identity, expression, and so much more. We we all have a really broad range of behaviors and tendencies, and we're going to tap into different energies in different situations and And this will often shift as well, depending on who we're with. And I also want to mention that in this episode, I'm going to be speaking quite a lot in the binary as the ways in which feminism and toxic masculinity intersect with gender identities and sexualities is incredibly nuanced and something to explore deeper in another episode. And I've been trying to move away from the terms masculine and feminine when I talk about energetics, because at first glance, they seem incredibly gendered, but honestly, I'm really struggling to do so in a way that those who are familiar, who aren't familiar with the concept at all can still wrap their heads around. So it's something that I'm still figuring out how to talk about energetics without the gendered language. Um, And I'm not quite there yet. Uh, but it's something that I'm exploring. So if you have any suggestions, definitely let me know. I often talk about the, you know, the go and the flow energy, but when it's concepts that we're trying to kind of wrap our heads around, especially when it comes to feminism and toxic masculinity, it is really helpful to use that kind of language. So bear with me as I navigate through this. So what we refer to as the masculine energy – it tends to thrive with a single pointed focus. It's assertive, powerful, decisive, protective, rational, logical. But it can also manifest as aggressive and power hungry and close minded. Now remember, these are not exclusively male qualities. However, there is a tendency for them to have a strong presence in men, be that because of conditioning society or biology. There's a little bit of a mix of all of those, I think. But then we've got what we refer to as the feminine energy. And this has qualities of creativity and vulnerability, softness and empathy. It's a very nurturing, open, receptive energy and has a focus on community and caring for others. Now in the excess, this feminine energy can manifest as manipulative, as gossipy, and indecisive as well. So that's a very, very, very simple overview, but be sure to check out episode number four, which is all about understanding masculine and feminine energies for more of a in-depth look at the idea of these energies and specifically my take on the concept. But back to my original point that feminism is really missing femininity. In our very, very patriarchal society, men are seen as superior and women as inferior. Hence why we needed feminism in the first place. It's to allow women the space to be equal to men instead of less than. But this is where the problem lies. In trying to prove that we are equal to men instead of equal with men. This is what I call masculine feminism. This refers to the type of mainstream feminism, which insists that men and women be treated exactly the same. The type of feminism that asserts, I can do anything you can do, bleeding in heels. It's that I don't need no man kind of energy. It's the kind that sees men as the enemy to be defeated. It's aggressive and it takes on a distinctly toxic masculine undertone. And toxic masculinity is something I'm going to get into a little bit later. I feel like we've been so focused on proving that we can do exactly what men can do, that we've stepped entirely into our masculine energy to do so. So we're stepping into this masculine energy as a way of proving that we are just as capable. Now we're always as capable, but having to put the feminine to the side and embrace the masculine to have that point proven and respected, there's something wrong with that. And you can see this in the workplace where so many women, so many of my clients have told me that they intentionally take on masculine traits to an excess purely to be taken seriously by their co-workers. And this isn't to say by any means that women shouldn't have these roles. We can and we should step into our masculine energy when the situation calls for it. And there are a lot of situations where We need to step into our masculine energy because it's the one that's going to serve us the best, but we also need the space and the permission to actually drop back into our feminine energy. We all do men, women, and non-binary folk alike. Remember, this is about energy and not gender expression. They're not one and the same. And feminine energy itself is such an undervalued quality universally Because, of course, we live in a patriarchy, masculine qualities are celebrated, where feminine qualities are seen as almost akin to weakness, and therefore highly, highly disrespected. Ultimately, the masculine values the self, and the feminine values the community. It's that internal versus external. And in capitalist societies, where the goal is to make as much money as you can with As little regard as possible for those who are hurt along the way, or even just the greater good at all, masculinity rules. And that's what's gotten us into mm, the very, very bad situation that we're in in the world today. Because masculinity is seen as the only way, patriarchy is seen as the only way, but it's really being quite detrimental to humans, to animals, to the earth everything. Now, a quick caveat here. This episode isn't really diving into the importance of intersectional feminism and recognizing the ways in which people are impacted to a higher degree based on their different identities and how these identities intersect with identifying as a woman. And I think it's really, really important that we recognize that Black women, trans women, women of color, disabled women, queer women, indigenous women, fat women, neurodiverse women, all of these intersections experience more oppression than women who don't have those intersections. And I'm talking about white women here. But the problem of what is called white feminism and the importance of being an intersectional feminist is a very big topic that we can dive into together another day. Okay, back to this idea of masculine feminism. I know that when I embarked on my feminist journey and had my eyes opened up to all the ways in which we're oppressed as women and the bullshit conditioning that we experience to perform our femininity for the patriarchy, it was almost too easy to suddenly feel this huge fuck men energy. And I know many women do. But I'm not about to, you know, pander to men and say things like not all men because I know that language like that simply minimizes the impact that we're trying to have by raising issues to do with treatment of women. But in truth, it's not only women suffering due to our patriarchal elevation of all things masculine. Men are feeling this too. In a society that sees the qualities of femininity as innately inferior, we're seeing that men are being branded as weak, as pussies, forever expressing their emotions. And this is so damaging. Living in an environment that doesn't allow humans of all genders the space to actually express their very human emotions, this means that they end up all bottled up until they explode in sometimes the worst ways possible. This is why male suicide rates are so incredibly high. With no way to express and no cultivation of community, our men are really suffering. And this isn't to take away at all from how much women are suffering at the hands of men. But with the repression of the feminine comes the expression of the toxic masculine as a way to almost overcompensate and prove that you're truly manly, whatever the fuck manly even really means. And this is why I'm so passionate about sharing the power of femininity with the world, because I believe that the more we all step into our feminine energy, the better. Yes, balance is important. And I don't I don't believe that femininity is better than masculinity in any way or vice versa. I believe that both play important roles and that we need we need to allow space for both both of these energetic expressions to shine and and anything that is in between. It's not about elevating the feminine while simultaneously tearing down the masculine though, and I think that's what a lot of people assume when we talk about feminism. It's really just about mutual respect of both of these opposing energies and those that flow in between. But because the status quo is masculine right now, it often will feel like issues of feminine energy and feminism in general are being given more airtime. And I think it's a quote by Franklin Leonard who says, when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. I'm going to say that again. When you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. Now, this is so for this idea of um, masculine, feminine energies, men and women. This is true for anybody's rights that we fight for. Indigenous people's rights, um, black rights, disabled people's rights, trans rights. When you're accustomed to privilege because you don't have certain intersections, the fight for equality for people who are oppressed suddenly can feel like oppression. But that's not real oppression at all. It's just recognizing that you've been privileged for such a long time. And I think it's really important that we all check our privilege and the intersections and how we are privileged and recognize as well, too, that you can be both privileged and oppressed at the same time. So you can be a, for, for like a white woman, like I'm white, right? And that, that's my privilege. And then in some ways, because I'm a woman, I'm oppressed. And same thing goes for any number of intersections. They can cross. And that's why things are so nuanced that I think it's really important that we recognize all of those things. I really think that the elevation of the feminine and the respect of the feminine energy has the potential to heal the world. And I know that sounds big and grandiose and very optimistic, but I mean, I'm an optimist, so there we go. But I honestly think that we can only benefit from embracing the feminine energy within all of ourselves. Masculinity and femininity are different. Men and women are different. Yes, we're all humans, but we do actually have differences that deserve to be recognized, respected, and celebrated. Not just energetically, but yeah, even biologically. Gosh, I just wish, I wish we were all educated about the power that is menstruation and how we can use our monthly cycle as our superpower. I've actually got an episode on this topic coming up soon, which I know you're gonna love and I honestly think that every human should listen to it regardless of your sex or gender, because biological women aren't meant to operate in the exact same way as biological men. Our hormones and energy levels are significantly different. Often men will operate on a 24 hour cycle, whereas women operate on a 28 day cycle um, and this is again, me talking in the binary about sex, um, so biological sex. But that's just that's a big topic. That's a really big topic for a future episode. Um and I hope that you'll tune in to that because it's fascinating. and it's it's also something that really provides um, it will provide you with a lot of, I think, relief and permission to honor your energy, especially if your energy is that of the feminine. Now, let's talk about toxic masculinity, shall we? I said before that I'm a feminist who loves men. You may be thinking that the words feminist and men don't really belong in the same sentence as love. This is because typically we've been sold a narrative about feminism being so akin to hating men and bluntly blaming them for damn near everything. Yes. We live in a patriarchy. There is no two ways around that. That's the truth. And the patriarchy essentially believes that masculine is good and feminine is bad. And that's to say that the qualities of the masculine energy are applauded and valued very highly in society, whereas the traits of the feminine energy, well, they're just straight up disrespected. But I love men. Love men. Just adore them. In the past couple of years in particular, I've actually allowed myself to embody my feminine energy, embody my femininity to such a degree that I finally started attracting in these really delicious, beautiful, thoughtful men into my life, men who were either embodied in their own masculinity or who were kind of on a journey to explore their inner world more. And it's really, really amazing to see how, me stepping into my fully embodied feminine has attracted and magnetized men in their fully embodied masculine energy into my life. It's a really, really interesting thing to observe. And I tell you what, there is nothing more goddamn sexy than a man who is embodied in his masculine. And side note, A woman who embodies her masculine energy too is so delicious. Just so, so very hot. But when it comes to men, a man in his embodied masculine is very different to a man who is stuck in the more toxic expression of masculinity. We don't, we don't need more of that shit at all. So I know that the term toxic masculinity gets thrown around a lot and you're probably really sick of it, especially if you're a man. Because when we, when we continuously use and almost exclusively hear the term masculinity coupled with the term toxic, we start to believe that they are one and the same. Language really matters. So let me be clear here. Masculinity is not toxic. All energies exist on a spectrum and we can choose how we want to express them and also unpack our conditioning to learn how we can express them even better. The shadow toxic side is on one end of the spectrum and the fully embodied divine side is on the other. But unfortunately, we've got so many more examples in mainstream media of the toxic side of masculinity. And so many men are raised by other men and women who have internalized toxic masculinity, internalized misogyny, who instill really outdated views of traditional, read toxic, masculinity on them. So culturally, men are kind of marinated in these norms and beliefs which keep them from expressing their feelings, from feeling vulnerable and deeply connecting with others. And when I say this as well, yes, men are marinating in this um, patriarchal stew, (laughs) but we are too as women and other other people as non-binary folk, we're so accustomed to thinking that men have to be a certain way. They have to perform a certain way. They have to express their masculinity in a certain way. Otherwise, we don't see them as quote unquote masculine enough, manly enough. Again, whatever the hell that means. It's the kind of faux masculinity that tells you to man up instead of expressing yourself. The type that expects you to do manly things to prove your masculinity. The type that ridicules people for wearing masks and equating it with carrying a purse. Yes, I'm referring to a recent tweet about a certain president. In our patriarchal society, the worst thing that you can be is a woman. That's how it's seen. And toxic masculinity maintains this notion by calling anything it doesn't deem masculine enough by derogatory names that connote gender. So things like being a sissy, running like a girl, being a little bitch, a pussy, I could go on. There's a universal disrespect for women and femininity that's responsible for so, so, so much of gender-based discrimination and oppression that we see in the world women aren't treated with nearly as much respect as men. Like, just look at how discriminated gay men have been historically. And trans women, it gets even worse. There's a book that I read last year called For the Love of Men by Liz Plank, and she shared this idea that to cisgendered heterosexual men, anyone seen to be rejecting traditional masculinity, again, read Toxic Masculinity, Anyone seen to be going against their notion of what it means to be a man and embracing any form of femininity, like some gay men do and trans women, it's seen as some kind of insult or an an attack to their masculinity, their manhood. And when those who are steeped in toxic masculinity feel attacked, they attack. This is why toxic masculinity can be so incredibly harmful. This type of masculinity doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help men because the fear of ostracism, of ridicule and judgment for embracing their embodied masculine energy or, God forbid, their feminine energy, it keeps them hiding themselves and their feelings, which ultimately leads to them bottling up their emotions with no healthy way of expressing it. And, of course, this doesn't help women either because too often we become the victims of male anger and aggression and entitlement from these suppressed emotions that were never given any permission to be expressed. There's a huge amount of ways that this dark expression of masculinity can be detrimental for all of us. Too much to go into in one podcast episode, but I know that you know what I'm talking about. But It's not just men who are really heavily influenced by this energy. As I spoke about before, internalized misogyny is real and exists in a lot of women and a lot of non-binary folk. Like I shared before, toxic masculinity has, in some cases, I feel really leached its way into feminism. Masculine feminism, in my opinion, is kind of missing the point. We don't need more anger. We don't need more aggression because that's essentially just fighting fire with fire or rather fighting toxic masculinity with even more toxic masculine energy. And how is that going to get us anywhere? What I believe we need is an approach to feminism that shifts its focus to honoring femininity. Respecting feminine energy is going to benefit all of us, regardless of how we identify Remember, the energetic qualities and traits of the masculine and feminine exist within all of us. Neither is better than the other. Both are important. Both are powerful. Both are necessary. But when we favor one energy too much, this is where imbalances and toxicity come in. When we're constantly shown that one is good and one is bad, one is strong and one is weak, that's where the toxicity can come in. That's where the repression comes in. Too much masculine energy can manifest in burnout and inability to connect with others, tunnel vision, aggression, and disconnection to the earth. Like, hello, climate change. That's a masculine, like, that's happened because of the masculine energy, right? Too much feminine energy, on the other hand, can lead to feeling scattered, having a lack of direction and focus, feeling overwhelming emotions, manipulation, manipulation non-existent boundaries and resentment too. So there's a need for us all to balance out our energies and recognize that they're both powerful and incredibly important. But because we're steeped in this broth of patriarchy, most of us are operating in overtime in our masculine energy. And this is why I just feel so, so strongly about allowing ourselves, all of us, to actively embrace and embody our feminine energy in order to bring things back into balance. It feels really good when you allow yourself to embody your femininity. I've had men attend my sensual yoga classes who told me that they felt so good giving themselves permission, being allowed space to explore feminine movement and feel into that energy that so often they're not not allowed to. A man who is solid in his fully expressed masculine is in that state precisely because he's integrated his feminine side. And the same goes for a woman or a non-binary person who chooses to embody their masculine as their dominant energy. The embodied masculine is someone who isn't afraid to share, open up, be vulnerable, and express their emotions, while also possessing the powerful traits of the masculine energy. They're balanced. And this balance allows them to step deeper towards that fully embodied end of the spectrum in their expression of their masculinity. And as much as we have some truly shocking examples of toxic masculinity in the world, in the media, in governments, call me an optimist, but... I do believe that men around the world are finally starting to wake up to this and finally work on themselves to unpack their conditioning and embrace their other sides. And in my experience, I've been lucky enough to meet so many truly beautiful men who are doing the work to integrate their feminine, to question their conditioning and to step into their fully expressed masculine. To these men, thank you. I see you and I appreciate you. So yes, I'm a feminist and I love men and I love women and I love non-binary folk. So now I want to ask you this question again. Do you identify as a feminist? Do you love men? One of the best ways for us to grow is to question our conditioning. You know, I talk about that all the time to actively ask ourselves what negative beliefs we may have that cause our innate biases. This goes for everything, not just this topic of masculinity and femininity too. I want you to ask yourself if you have any underlying beliefs that all men are trash, that you don't need them, that all they care about is sex, or that they're all just aggressive. And I encourage you to check in with your internal thoughts and maybe start to challenge yourself on this. Consider as well how you can allow yourself to explore your femininity and masculinity. I'm going to be doing an upcoming episode soon about what it means to be embodied in your femininity as opposed to performing it. So keep an eye out for that. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode, so be sure to leave a lovely review for me and shoot me a DM over on Instagram. It's just at Eleanor Hadley. I would love to know if this episode resonated with you or made you think because that's what I'm here for. So until next time, my loves, Be your authentic self, embody your most resonant energies, explore, question your conditioning, and as always, stay sensual.